1: The NBA leaves Atlanta in good health. That's the lead story for this morning's Buzzcast. It's Tuesday, March 9th. I'm Abe Matt Corr. Good morning. Hope everybody is doing well on this Tuesday. The NBA left Atlanta. No players. No coaches or game officials tested positive for COVID-19 while in the city for the All-Star game. That's certainly the best news of the weekend for the league. Final ratings for the game on Turner are due today. Our John Aran reported last night that the metered market rating for the Meghan Markle interview on CBS Sunday night, which drew 17.1 million viewers, more than tripled. The metered market rating for the NBA All Star game, according to his sources. We will have to see if that number holds when the final numbers are released today. We will have those numbers as soon as they are out. More good news on facility openings and fans attending live sports as the Toronto Raptors will open Amelie Arena to a limited capacity of 3,500 fans for their remaining regular season home games beginning on March 19th. The Raptors have 18 remaining home games during the regular season at Amelie Arena in Tampa. We also know that the Raptors are one of the most progressive organizations in sports. And yesterday they announced on International Women's Day that the team will have a woman in every on-air role on a televised game on TSN later this month. From play-by-play, to game analysis, to sideline reporter, and host and other points of view analysis, all will be women for a March 24th game against the Denver Nuggets on TSN. The broadcasters will also participate in virtual events to share their experiences. They'll also be part of a virtual panel with students from Ryerson University's sports business program, and the Raptors said that they hope this move leads to more recognition of the many roles women play in pro sports. So well done to the toronto raptors for this event on march 24th also the nhl network celebrated international women's day by having an all-female production of nhl now for the fourth straight year let's shift to some news from the mergers and acquisition space where elevate sports ventures will announce today that it's getting into the ticketing business on college campuses Our Michael Smith is reporting that Elevate has acquired Dynamic Pricing Partners, which has close to 70 clients in the college space and provides analytics on pricing and distribution. Elevate CEO Al Guido led the acquisition. He wanted Elevate to get into the ticketing vertical that it wasn't in at the college level. So what is Dynamic Pricing Partners? Well, as its name suggests, it provides data and strategy on secondary ticketing, which of course helps schools determine pricing. It helps schools determine distribution of dynamic pricing partners. 70 college clients, close to half, are in the Power Five. We already know that Elevate consults and works with clients on ticket and premium hospitality sales, feasibility studies, corporate partnership sales. Now this gets Elevate into the ticketing space on college campuses. So Elevate Sports Ventures, acquiring dynamic pricing partners. Let's shift to some news from Major League Soccer. I like this story out of Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City made history yesterday unveiling a home jersey for this season that makes the club the first team in MLS history to feature a charitable cause on the front of its jersey for a full season. We all know the front of the jersey is really the most lucrative selling opportunity and most lucrative sponsorship opportunity for a team to sell. So it's very unique for an organization to put a charitable cause in that position. But that's exactly what Sporting Kansas City did. The Victory Project, which is Sporting KC's philanthropic organization aimed at improving the lives of children battling cancer, will be on the front of the jersey. Meanwhile, the Children's Mercy Kansas City logo appears on the left sleeve for the first time. So all in all, good work by Sporting Kansas City amplifying the charitable cause of the Victory Project, becoming the first club in Major League Soccer history to do that and putting such a logo on the front of its jersey for a full season. Let's end with some news around baseball. Petco is renewing its naming rights deal with the Padres. That was reported by our Terry Lefton. Remember, Petco Field opened in 2004. Petco will announce this week that the deal has been extended through 2027. Petco has also signed Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis from the Padres as marketing ambassadors for the brand. We've talked about how the Padres one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball. They are spending money under Peter Seidler. That syncs up well with this extension with Petco on naming rights deals. Staying with baseball, every team in Major League Baseball is expected to open the season with fans at their home ballparks. With the exception of the Toronto Blue Jays, who will begin this year in Dunedin, Florida. But yesterday, Chicago announced that the Cubs and the White Sox will now be allowed to have more than 8,000 fans on opening day. So with the Cubs and the White Sox, that means that every team in MLB is expected to open the season with fans, except the Blue Jays, who will be in Florida. So that's good news for baseball, good news for sports fans. That is your Morning Buzzcast. Again, it's Tuesday, March 9th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow.
0: Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.